everyone. Today we are back with another Game Luster podcast. I am your host Haley, social media manager, and today we will be talking about Microsoft's E3 conference. Before we get into that, let me introduce who I have with me today. Today I have Austin, assistant reviews and features editor. Hey there. And Trevor, our editor-in-chief. Hey. So now let's start off with games that caught our eye the most during Microsoft's press conference. Well, the first one that caught my eye was the very first one they showed when I saw the Master Chief helmet. I had no idea where that trailer was going, but then when I saw that and it made the little Halo 3 tune sound, I was very excited. And I expected a Halo announcement. Honestly, I expected Halo 6, which this may be. It's Halo Infinite. Um, We don't know anything about it besides it's a Halo game that will feature the Master Chief and, I would assume, Cortana, since it showed him putting her little chip in his helmet. So whether it's a single-player game or a co-op online game or an online-only game, we do not know, but it's not Halo 6, it's Halo Infinite. And that was the first thing that caught my eye. And I assume, Austin, it caught your eye as well. Yeah, I mean, Halo's probably my favorite game series. Halo 2's my favorite game. Hmm. Um, I I saw it, and I think the first few seconds in, I was thinking, wait, is this Halo? And then I saw the inside of the Crash Pelican, and then I was freaking out. Um, it, also, what's really cool about the trailer is that it was all in-game footage, so... I can already say right now that it looks really, really nice. Yes. Um, I noticed in the trailer's description on YouTube that it's the next chapter for Master Chief. Either that or it said Halo. So I'm still not sure if it's Halo 6 or not. Um, you know, I'm assuming that it's a sequel, but if they went with the numerals like they have for Halo 1 through 3 and this trilogy four five you'd think they would do six so i'm trying to wonder if like you said is it a direct sequel what is it um and then also the name infinite seems to imply something i would say like the previous games is it an open world shooter is it i don't know online multiplayer um campaign which i think they already confirmed um, not not at E3. But yeah, I mean, it, it raised a lot of questions, but I'm definitely very excited for it, and I'm hoping that we'll get to see it next year. Definitely not this year, but soon. Yeah. I... I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Ah, well, I was, <laughs> I was just going go to say, um, it reminded me of when they announced Halo Reach because it was an off-series Halo title, no number in it, that Bungie was making. And uh, this one, of course, by 343, it would be weird if this is replacing Halo 6, or if it is Halo 6, like, why would they just drop the number? You know, do they, is 6 not a good marketing number or something? I mean, I don't know, but whatever it is, I'm I'm excited that I at least know it's it will feature the Master Chief. That makes me think it will have a campaign mode and be a story single-player focus, which is good. Also, it's going to be on Windows 10 awesome. PCs. Awesome. Yes. First time. Yeah. Great. 
they've been doing that with a lot of their games, making sure that it's on PC as well as the console. I know it's one of the the few things I've liked about having the whole Windows 10 thing is that it's always Xbox One and Windows 10, and it because I remember the days. Like, the first Halo and Halo 2 both came to the PC, though Halo 2 came to the PC three years after it came out on Xbox, and it required Vista, and it was a very frustrating launch and a very late launch. But then Halo 3, um, Gears of War 2, Gears of War 3, those other big-name Microsoft titles were not coming to PC. They were Xbox exclusives. So that they've gotten back to... Releasing them on PC makes me very happy because I may not have to get an Xbox One, but I do wonder, is Halo 5 on PC? I actually have no idea. No, they have Forge. Um, And I think it's just like Halo 5's Forge ported over. It'd be interesting to see if they, as maybe a promotion, um, bring Halo 5 over to PC as well. Definitely. I don't know anything about Halo because I never played Halo, but... How could you? I'm not big into shooters. (laughs) (laughs) But we are going to jump right into another game that was extremely interesting to see from software. Um, I might be butchering this pronunciation, but I believe it's Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. A lot of people seem to be extremely interested in this. Um, It seems extremely cool. I'm definitely interested in it. I hope it's a little bit more forgiving than Dark Souls because I don't want to be breaking controllers all the time. What do you guys think about it? Yeah, this really interested me as well. I mean, everybody was freaking out when From Software came up. Um, And to me this appeals to me more than, um, say, Dark Souls, because it's got this really cool Japanese fantasy-like setting, and, um, I think that's kind of a, I don't know if you would call it fresh, because I know Nier has done it and others, but it's just something that I want to see more of. Um, also, it's published by Activision. That's kind of interesting. Um, was, was Dark Souls, uh, published by Bandai Namco, right? I don't know offhand. But, um, I mean, they're working with a Western publisher. You know, they've worked with Sony before. Now they're, uh, I guess they have maybe some kind of exclusivity, whether it's content or, um, you know, marketing, whatever, with Microsoft and Activision. I just thought that was kind of interesting. But more importantly, the game just looks really, really cool. And um, I'm hoping it's not as difficult as Dark Souls, as you said, Haley. But even if it is, I'm sure I'm going to be putting a lot of hours into this one. It definitely looks more forgiving because it looks like you have some sort of grappling tool. It looks like you have a lot more space to move and to dodge. Um, it it looks definitely a lot more forgiving now is that actually true? I don't know. I didn't play Dark Souls. 
Um, but I've seen a lot of people play it, and I know that they get really frustrated about it. I get frustrated watching it. <laughs> um, so I am definitely going to look into it and possibly pick it up. It was um, published by Bandai Namco. So I'm, I'm quite curious to know why they went with Activision with this one. Um, putting Activision on this one kind of like surprises me a little bit because looking at all the other games Activision has had their hand in, it doesn't look like one that would fit into their roster. So I'm quite curious as to how that's going to be different if it's going to impact this game at all and how that's going to make it different from uh, Dark Souls and Bloodborne. By the way, I said Nier and I meant Nio. Um, <laughs> two different games. Getting with... all the end title <laughs> games messed up. Yeah. But um, I, I'll also say that um, the game is... Oh, God. I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. Go ahead, Trevor. <laughs> well, I was just going to echo what you said. That I definitely dig the setting, uh, the feudal Japanese setting. It'll be interesting to play that kind of a game in it. Though, I may not play much of it if it's as difficult as Dark Souls. You know, I did notice in the trailer, and this is what I was going to say before my Mm -hmm. mind totally blanked out. Um, I thought he was going to die when he was fighting this really big dude, but he comes back. And I totally expected the words, you died, to come up when mm-hmm. that happened. Um, just, like, as a little goof, I guess. Uh, but, I don't know, maybe it implies that it'll be a bit more forgiving. It seems like they put that in the trailer for an obvious reason. Um, for him to come back and, you know, fight this big guy again. It was also interesting because, don't I don't, I don't know if any of you guys have played Dark Souls, but when you... I'm pretty sure when you die in Dark Souls, you respawn at a bonfire. But he respawned right there in the battlefield. Yeah. So, I'm wondering if that alludes to the whole shadows die twice type thing. Like, do you always get a second chance? Like, what? what is with that? Yeah, the title. I guess it's too early. Yeah, to shadows say. die twice. That's interesting. I, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, it's like the subtitle for it, I guess you would say. Good point. But I'm, de- I'm definitely interested in that one. Now, going right down the list, we have probably a lot of people are excited for this one. Fallout 76. I wanted to say 77 for some reason. Ah. Numbers don't like me. Um, but... I'm extremely interested in this. Also, I don't play Fallout, but I like the storyline. But as far as I know, this is the closest one to the Fallout that actually happened. So I'm quite curious to see how this one, how this differs from the other worlds in the other Fallout games. Well, the the two things that jumped out to me the most was one, that it's four times as large as Fallout 4. And then two, the words that the, I guess, the overseer of Vault 76, the narrator in the trailer, when he started talking about how it's not just up to us to rebuild the hearts and minds, we also have to rebuild America itself and all that, that means that there's likely going to be some sort of building or leading 
component to the game that you won't just be doing the typical wasteland wandering you'll also be trying to rebuild the world and it wouldn't surprise me if there's some co online cooperative element because of that that seemed to be suggested along with all the stuff about the vault 76 like it being a special vault um and how it what was it it said that the the overseer said your story whatever it is it begins here in vault 76 so it's like that would be the starting point for everyone playing online is vault 76 and then you head out into um the good old the good old hills of, of uh of West Virginia, post-apocalyptic West Virginia will be the setting, and it looks it looks good. I mean, not a lot of direct behind-the-eyes gameplay was shown, but I'm I was worried about Fallout 76, but now I'm less worried. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. The world design looks really nice this time around, and I saw a lot of cool new monsters. I think I may have even caught a Mothman. Um, but I will say that also this is kind of funny that we're talking about this because the Bethesda conference will come up and I'm sure that by the time this podcast is up, all their questions will yeah. be answered. But what, what I, I'm guessing is that it's not a survival game. Like there's not going to be constant thirst and food. Like a lot of people speculate at first. Um, I think you're right. There's going to be some kind of online cooperative I mean, the trailer showed several different uh, vault dwellers, mm -hmm. so I don't really know what that means, but it it looks like it's a lot of the same, but also, um, I mean, it's different because it's not a direct sequel, so I, I, I'm really interested to see how they um, incorporate new elements to make it distinctive and different from the mainline series. I was also surprised because when they showed the vault, it was completely empty. Well, so like I I understand like you have to leave the vault and everything like that, but where where did everybody go? Why are you only showing us like the player that we get to play? What happened to everybody else? And how did they leave already, or did they die? Yeah, like how much of a role would the vault play in the game? Like. Will it be like, you know, a home base in the game that you keep coming back to? Will it be like the first third of the game? You're just in the vault, sort of learning the tricks of the trade. Like, I, I do wonder, based on what you said, like, how much of a character will that vault have? Or will it just be like this empty place, as I said, you start out in and then immediately go out into the world? I mean, it is called Fallout 76, so you would imagine the vault has to play some if not big, certainly a central role in the game. I'm also interested to know how... Uh, I mean, in previous Fallouts, obviously, it's, what, like 200 years after it all happened, so there's already civilizations that have sprung up again. But if this takes place right after the bombs drop, or, you know, shortly after, then is there going to be less... Um, are there going to be less settlements people around uh are you going to be making them it's kind of interesting yeah like what exactly will you be doing is still the question we still need like is it in addition to the as i said the typical wasteland wandering what 
exactly will players be doing as far as building this new society and and what does it mean that they're from this special vault 76 those are the main questions which maybe they'll be answered at bethesda's conference maybe not because they'll be so busy with elder scrolls 6 you know we don't know so (laughs) from this cn cnet article that i found it says previous games in the series mention Vault 76 as one of the earliest bunkers to be opened a little more than 20 years after the bombs dropped. Also, it's a control vault, so you weren't the result of horrific experiment. Um, So, you know, you weren't... You were were actually like... It was... Like an honest fault, you actually were just legitimately being kept alive during the war. You weren't the subject of experiments and tests. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm extremely curious to like see how all the people of the vault have, like how they've made out, because living in that confined space for so long like has to do something to your psyche. So like I'm definitely curious of, about the story of this one well yeah and i mean it it, you referenced you hadn't played the fallout games but like in in the the games like fallout 4 of course the most recent and i read a huge story on a vault from fallout new vegas you'll find a lot of vaults scattered around and they'll all have backstories in them about like all the crazy stuff that happened there over the years that that did involve you know people going insane or like whatever little society they had set up falling apart or whatever so yeah there's a lot of interesting story potential there i think we need to save the rest of that conversation for when we get to bethesda's conference yes later tonight because hopefully they'll give us more hopefully info. but i'm going to skip down a few um and let's talk about metro exodus the next biggest one on the list oh yeah I'm excited for this one too Um, so for those of you who haven't played Metro this looks really different because Metro um, of course it's name kind of references where you're going to be you're mainly in the um, subways of Moscow and occasionally you'll go up on the surface but this time it looks like that's going to be where a lot or most of the game takes place um which is a really nice change of scenery because it's really really cool looking the game visually um or the previous two uh so i'm interested to explore up top and also um i i don't know what to call him but it looked like a cultist guy some crazy preacher russian preacher (laughs) (laughs) like um i guess he's I guess he's the protagonist, or not the protagonist, but the antagonist of the game, or one of them. But what um, I... Oh, let me pause you right there for a second. But the thing about it is, is I'm pretty sure he was calling you the heretics. So, I found that, like, extremely interesting, because I'm just like, well, you think people would be, like, working together. Why... What's so bad... Oh, no. About your character. Like, what's going on here? You just have to play the previous two because people are not nice, alright? There's Nazis (laughs) in that game. 
there's uh, of course communists. there is <laughs> um and then there's you who I mean you seem like a pretty good guy in the game uh, when I played um, also monsters though I'm really interested in those those are really fun to fight and of course we see more of them uh, what I like about Metro also is that you get this kind of horror vibe from them uh, I don't know if you guys are like kind of freaked out by the monsters that you saw but I hope that they continue to do that one part about that was like you're in this very dark place in the previous two and then when you go up on the surface it's usually nighttime and also very dark um, whereas this game looks bright and kind of vibrant so I'm I'm hoping that they still keep to those elements that made the game creepy but really really fun to play yeah, it's it. Metro games, Metro Metro games are are in my backlog, so I can't comment a lot on this one, except to say it's it it's inspiring me to yeah. I really got to sit down. I got to get to those games. Yeah, they're not very long games. So if any of you out there are interested in Exodus, I would play those two because this seems to be a direct sequel. Um the RTM is mentioned as the main character so he's going to be the character that you're playing this time around as well so just give those two a shot they go on sale on Steam for pretty cheap as well so they're not too hard to pick oh, up oh and I see uh, Metro Exodus is coming February 22nd next year 2019 wasn't there another game at EA which game That's was right. that in the EA conference confirmed for February 22nd next year <sighs> everything, because everything's coming out on February 22nd. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Days Gone is coming out on February 22nd. This is February 22nd. There has to be, like, two other games that are February 22nd. Yeah, I know that, um, I mean, Kingdom Hearts comes, like, the 29th or, of April. Or January, or not April, yeah. But January. Um, so it's that's gonna obviously be a crowded close. start to the year. Yeah, that's oh, it. Anthem. Anthem. It was Anthem yeah. that's going to come out. I mean, that's. I'm sorry, but Metro, you're probably not going to be able to compete with that. I think Metro is a pretty niche series, um, from what I've seen. So it's going to be hard. And on top of um, any other game that decides to come uh, out the same day, like Days Gone, yeah. it's going to be rough for yeah. them. I think. Gotta save up that holiday money. Uh, it'll all be gone. You'll spend it. You'll spend it on the holidays. There's gonna be nothing left. So I'll be able to pay my student loans. Oh god! I'll be living in a box. But you'll have your video games to keep you warm and company. Yes. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) So I'm gonna kind of combine the next three on the list because the one's kind of big, but I feel like we won't have a lot to talk about. But the other two, I kind of just want to mention. So, Kingdom Hearts, Forza, Kingdom Hearts Three, Forza Horizon Four, and We Happy Few. Any takes on those three? Forza and Horizon Four is—I haven't played them, but it's open world and always online. Sounds like Forza MMO. Some people were joking Forza Battle Royale. Of course, it's not that. But you have that, and then <laughs> dynamic. The dynamic season changing thing sounds interesting. Um, that like when it's winter, 
you'll actually have to deal with icy roads. You'll have to deal with muddy roads. I read it'll open up different paths in the world. And you can create your own custom race courses. You can, like, draw them or plot them onto the open world map. And then you and your friends can race on it. So it it seems like a lot of interesting new ideas that fans of the series so far could go either way on. Yeah, I've played a bit of Forza Horizon, and um, I guess the previous two, I can't remember which ones. And they're not bad games, they're just not really my thing, because I'm not into racing or sports, but um, I, I really like the fact that they're having a whole bunch of people online with you. I think they had this thing called Drivatars previously, which were just like AI that mimicked the um, person it belonged to. So this time around, I'm glad to see that they're actually going to like implement it to make it a more social experience. Um, although I could also see how that could go wrong with people just being people, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But, I mean, it looks interesting. The Seasons was definitely really cool. I haven't played a Forza since Forza Horizon 2. So I'm completely outdated on them. But... I definitely like the seasons. I think it's going to definitely matter what car you have. I Like, I hope that matters because, like, of course, it's going to be rougher for, like, a sports car to be on ice and snow than, say, like, a four-wheel drive SUV. Yeah. Um, so I hope that matters. But I, I like that you're going to actually be able to play with your friends, like, all the time. I think that's really cool. Um, anything on Kingdom Hearts 3 and We Happy Few? Well, um, I am now inspired to play the first two Kingdom Hearts. Um, I have a, I have a window now. My brother has played the first one, but I have not played them. I think he's even played the second one, but I have not played them. And then We Happy Few, I was following some of that game early on. And, it, you know, the, the gist of it, the early access phase, was it just needed more meat to it. It, it had a good premise, just not enough game to it. And, again, it, it looks, the story premise, the setting, it looks interesting. It just, they need, I, I would need to have a good full game experience there. And so, from what I read in early access comments, early, even earlier this year, it wasn't quite there yet. But we'll see. Yeah, I've got nothing to add because, unfortunately, I haven't played Kingdom Hearts. And as interesting as this new one looks, I'm probably not going to get to it. And then We Happy Few. Uh, it's not really my thing. I have never played a Kingdom Hearts game, so I have nothing to add to that. I know a couple people on our staff yeah. really love the Kingdom franchise. But We Happy Few, I saw that when it was first announced, and I fell in love with it it's not something i would play because i'm such a big baby when it comes to having to sneak around and stuff like that but i think i'm definitely still going to follow it and watch people play it because i really like the story behind it i think that's really cool so i hope that does very well when it launches next thing on the list is the division two Anybody got anything on that one? Um, no. In short, 
Uh, not a huge Tom Clancy fan here. Uh, I mean, it looked alright, but yeah, I've got nothing. Yeah, I wish I had something to add, but I didn't play the first one, so I'm not going to play this one. I'm probably just going to watch it played because it takes place so close to the capital. So I'm interested in what's going on in D.C., but I probably won't buy it. Um, But the next thing we're going to go into, which I think is worth mentioning, is Microsoft acquiring four studios. They acquired Playground Games, Undead Labs, Ninja Theory, and Compulsion Games. Well, that would be following through on them needing more exclusives, right? That was their big criticism coming into E3 this year. But it might remain a criticism if every one of these games is also coming out on Windows 10. I think I'm surprised the most by them acquiring Ninja Theory. I feel as if Hellblade isn't a game that belongs in Microsoft's lineup. I feel like that is extremely too serious for them. I feel like that's something that um, would more so be in like a Sony lineup. So I'm hoping that Microsoft doesn't hold Ninja Theory back in the future titles that they want to take on. I don't think they will, and I'm actually kind of excited to see what uh, is going to happen, because I know Ninja Theory, they're are they indie? They're kind of indie. and um, But they make really high quality games. So if they have more funding and Microsoft doesn't like stand in their way, which I don't foresee them doing, um, I think they could have some really cool quality games come out, just like Hellblade. Definitely. Like, I'm, I'm skeptic, but at the same exact time, like, I'm definitely interested to see what comes out of... Microsoft acquiring those four studios, especially because they teased that playground who um, makes Forza Horizon that they're working on something else. So yeah, I'm, I think they're working on an RPG actually. So from like, what I've heard. I'm definitely curious about that because I have never heard of them doing anything besides racing games. So it's just like, hmm, like is that actually going to be good when all they know is cars and cars. Hey, hey no no car on the stage this year <laughs> nope but there were cars darn it some cars totally expected that yeah there was there's a little bit of gameplay but no car on the stage now another thing worth noting um in addition to these four studios they also opened the initiative which is headed by a former crystal dynamics head um they didn't announce what they were going to do, but that's kind of cool. Yeah. Future E3, probably. They'll yeah, probably, probably won't hear from them. them for a while, but still. Hopefully something promising comes out of it. Okay. So, anything for Shadow of the Tomb Raider? Anybody like Tomb Raider? I like Tomb Raider. Um, and... I'm really interested in the setting of that game because it'll go back to the jungles and it's got like ancient uh, 
Mayan temples and stuff like that. It's got that real good Indiana Jones vibe. And um, the only the only disappointment is, if I'm reading this right, its release date is September fourteenth, twenty nineteen. Damn. Is that? Yeah, it's quite a way away. Let me double check this. I'm reading a news story on it, but I would be surprised if it wasn't 2018. It does say 2018. Okay. Here. I just a quick Google. Okay, so that must Wikipedia. be. I trust Wikipedia. <laughs> that must it must be a typo. Yeah. Shame on them. I was really <laughs> interested because it seems like its main focus is about this one guy that wants to end the world and it seems like Laura kind of sort of starts that and like fucks things up because you know she can't stop messing things up I don't know that's what it seems like to me Yeah, it definitely seemed like it just focused on like this one guy who was who wants to bring about the end of the world and she kind of accidentally jump starts that so I'm definitely curious on on this one well i i've played i played the first reboot game and i played the second one though not all the way through and i've never i've never actually i never like followed too closely the story i wasn't too invested in that the main thing i loved about these games was when it lets you go off and explore all these side tombs and you would find these little treasures and you could zoom in on them and read inscriptions and there are little each tomb would have at least like one puzzle that you would have to solve an environmental puzzle that's so core to the Tomb Raider experience and have really good sound effects and you just kind of zone out and explore this little open world area for a while going to these tombs and then as soon as the game got back to the main storyline and you start pulling out a gun again and shooting dudes and there's these cutscenes and stuff about trinity and laura's father and mother and all this other stuff i kind of half tuned out those parts so in other words i'm not so much in it for the story though i definitely love the character of laura croft like the actual narrative story around her that's not what i'm into it i'm into playing as that character and then exploring these tombs and it's very, and like the originals, it's very thief-like in that sense, that it's all about like being in this old place alone, and it's non-linear exploration, and it's finding loot. That's what I'm looking forward to. And the setting of this one, um, you know, for lack of a better phrase, a jungly setting, um, it looks really interesting. And the archery is cool, even though I'm not into the combat and all that stuff. The archery is cool in these games. They do have rope arrows, which they're also in Thief. In this one, you don't actually use them like you would in Thief. In these reboot Tomb Raider games, you shoot the rope and then slide down across it. You know, where you have the little thing you're holding and you slide down it like it's a little swing thing. So there are a lot of cool items in it, too. But anyway, yes, I'm, I am interested. I just hope that between the two release dates we have here that the September 14th, 2018 one is the correct one because I'm looking forward to playing it. How about you, Austin? Anything on Tomb Raider? <laughs> I was hoping you weren't going to say anything because, I mean, 
I played the old ones a while back, but I haven't really touched the new ones, so I don't really know anything about them. Um, I'm just not going to play this one. Although it does look cool. I'll say that. I kind of wish I had a game that was like Tomb Raider that was more just exploring and less shooting. Yes. And then I'd play it. I, I'd be like, I'd be in well, heaven. Less shooting, more exploring. Well, have you done the the originals or Tomb Raider Anniversary, the 2007 release? Have you played those? Those definitely have more exploring. No, but I'll have to definitely check them out. Because I love those games. And, you know, I mentioned the the Thief resemblance. There was even a Thief fan mission made. It was a Tomb Raider one that he made where you play as Laura Croft going through this tomb. So, yeah, I, I love them. You should do that. Tomb Raider, either... I mean, they're on Steam and GOG. You can get the original Tomb Raider if you want to start with the first. But Tomb Raider Anniversary would also be a great one to start with. A lot of fun. I'll definitely have to check it out when I get the money and all my money isn't spent on other games. Because everybody wants to release their games all at once. I know. Yeah, like February 22nd next year, we're all going to be broke. That's going to yeah. be the new meme, yeah. February 22nd. Be. But next on the list is a big one. It is Devil May Cry 5. Um, a lot of people seem to be really excited. They do, kind don't of they? Kind excited. So let's get your takes on this one. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I played Devil May Cry 4, and that was the first one. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I can't believe it's been 10 years since that's come out. Um, I mean, what can I ten say? Years it, since, it looks like Devil 10 May years Cry. since the fourth one? Devil May Cry 4. Wow. Yeah. Um, which is crazy, which means I got it on my 12th <laughs> day. Um, but, yeah, I mean, needless to say, I'm excited. There's, it looks like Nero. It's been a long time, and obviously there's been visual changes. Um, and I guess we saw a little bit of gameplay, and it looks really fun. But um, definitely the visuals, like, those look really, really good this time around. And I think that um, Capcom has been on fire lately, so I, I have a lot of faith in this new game coming out. He reminds me of DMC Dante. Yeah, he um, does. He's, Ninja Theory Dante. Yeah, he definitely still has that, like, super sassy attitude and just, like, just that look to him. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of happy that they pulled away from the DMC one because while I, it got me into mm. Devil May Cry, it's definitely just not... I, I'm happy that they just went away from that one and kind of were just like, let's get back on to the to the main course and not follow through with making a sequel to DMC. Well, it wasn't very well received, if I remember correctly. At least not from, like, hardcore fans. I didn't play it myself, though. I feel like it needed, like, it needed to be there, though, because if it wasn't made, I wouldn't have gotten into Devil May Cry. So I feel like it... It was needed, but maybe not for hardcore fans. Maybe for just getting people into it that haven't played it before. 
Trevor, anything to say about Devil May Cry 5? No, I I don't have anything to add myself. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Now you have to play Devil May Cry. Yes. Um, so I'm going to jump to Jump Force. This one definitely looked interesting as I saw a few anime characters in it, like Naruto and the main character from One Piece and Dragon Ball Z. So what do you guys think about this one? You know, I got, from the visuals, I got kind of a Pokin tournament vibe. Um, I don't know if it's going to be anything like that, but... Also, I don't really know much about anime. I mean, it looks cool. That's pretty much all I can say about it. Um, no, I'm not really into fighting games because I'm terrible. Yeah, n- no, I mean, not too many gameplay details, and I wouldn't be good at a fighting game either. I'm, it's definitely interesting, though, to see. Especially yeah. at Microsoft's conference. Especially because it's anime characters. Yeah. Like... I mean... Oh, sorry. Well, I was going to say, they did um, Dragon Ball Fighters last, last year, which... I guess they're kind of going that route again. I can get that, though. Like, I can understand, like, a Dragon Ball Fighter game, but, like, other anime characters, like Naruto and One Piece, and maybe maybe uh, the guy from One Punch Man, maybe he'll be in there? Because, I mean, come on, like, he has to be in yeah, there. Yeah, but he beat everybody. <laughs> I mean, then I guess I'm going to win everything if I play with him. But I think it's just interesting that they chose anime characters. I think that will excite a lot of people who might not play video games to see their favorite anime characters and to be able to play as them. Um, Clearly, it's going to be a fighter. Um, But I don't know. I think it's it's definitely different from all the other fighters out there. Maybe this one will get a lot more people interested in fighting games. Mm, I wouldn't bet on it. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, The next one, I'll combine these two because I feel like the first one we might not have a lot to say on. But Dying Light 2 and Battletoads. (laughs) Oh man, Battletoads. Yeah, we don't have a lot to say on that. It has a a logo. It's coming. Yeah. It's Rare's next thing, I I would bet. Oh yeah, it was made by Rare, wasn't it? Um, also, I mean, I'm expecting, just from the look of the trailer, that it might not be, um, it might not be 3D. It's probably going to be, like, another 2D game yep. with these... Cartoon uh, animations. What is it? They have a bike in it. Yeah, they've got, the, like, cartoony bike and the something else. I, I don't know what to call it, but see for yourself, and it looks like they're probably going that route. Yep. I've never played Battletoads, so I I have nothing to say on that. Um, Dying Light 2 looks... I never got into the first one, but I knew that it was pretty well... I think it was pretty well received. So uh, I'm interested to see how they switch up the second one to make it different from the first. But... I'm going to combine two more again. Uh, Crackdown 3 and Just Cause 4. 
Yeah, I mean, I've been waiting for Crackdown for a long time. Uh, it's been delayed quite a few times as well, so we finally have a definitive release date, I think. Um, also, Terry Crews is in it, which is pretty awesome. I hope you guys know who Terry Crews is. Yeah, I if saw not. him, and I was like, this this trailer is going to be pretty great. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it just looks like more, uh, more <laughs> Crackdown, so I can't really complain, because it's just kind of sandbox fun. Also, it's apparently coming out February 2019, actually. Oh, uh, Probably. I wonder what day. 22nd. It, it doesn't say 22nd, but... Yeah, it doesn't say it 22nd might. yet. Not yet, yeah. That's gonna be interesting. How about you, Trevor? Anything on Crackdown 3 or Just Cause 4? Well, no, not much. I, I haven't... I mean, I've, I've followed the games, but I haven't played them. I really don't have much to add. Um, although I will say... Um, I, I actually don't know that that person's name you mentioned. Terry, what was his name? Terry, Terry Cruz. He's okay, an actor. I, I do not know of him. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Um, I I like Just Cause because of all the big explosions. I've never played any Crackdown, but I'll definitely look into this one. And then last on the list is. Well, we got two more, but the first one being Gears of War Five. Yes, I am. I am looking for that. I don't know. Did, did we talk? I think we talked a little bit about Gears near the start, but yeah, I'm looking forward to Gears Five. Not so much the other Gears things announced, but I, I'm I'm glad they they announced Gears Five because they needed to make up for the Gears Pop thing. That was that was kind of. That was cute. It was cute. You know, don't diss it. But when the logo appeared, and I appreciate, you know, that. you thought, "Oh, this is it," and then it was that. Listen, if they did a whole game with just the pop figures, that wasn't like a mobile game, but like an actual Gears of War like full game, I think I'd buy it. Plus, like Gears of War XCOM, that's basically what it looked like. Um, I don't know what it was called. Uh, Gears Tactics. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't really think about it, but Gears of War is kind of the perfect thing to uh, do, like, a little XCOM spin on because it's so uh, cover-based. Exactly, yeah. It's that's the only reason all about why, taking I mean, cover. It, it yeah. looks like it fits. Yeah. And then Gears of War 5, yeah, that's going to be really cool. Um, now, what, is this is this yeah, the first one where the official title is just Gears? I can't remember Gears 4. Was it called Gears of War 4? Did it say yeah, just it's Gears just Gears 5? Five. Okay, that's yeah. really interesting. Really? Yeah, it's just Gears 5. No, of war. Huh. Maybe they just did that to abbreviate huh. it? I don't know. Um, but what... Gears of, I'm but, guessing yeah, Gears 4 weird. was Gears of War 4. Yeah, it okay. was. Also, you get to play a different person. A different character this time around. I guess you were uh, JD Phoenix last time, and now I forget her name, but you play somebody else. Um, and the gameplay looks kind of different, I guess. Um, more of the same, but also like you're using this giant. Yeah, it looked fun. I can't really remember exactly. It made me want to play yeah, more and, gears. And it looked visually 
really good. I'm yeah, I need to go back. I'm curious why it's just Gears Five. Maybe to go along with Gear, Are, you know, Gears Pop, Gears Tactics, Gears Five. To just go along I mean, with that, but yeah, it is. Maybe like the of war part in the game is kind of like over. I don't. I haven't played any that Gears of really War, weird. so or they're just shortening I'm it. I'm not actually sure. I'm looking on YouTube right now, and their official video has Gears Five in the title and description. Yep. So, I mean. I guess. Yeah, I'm quite curious to know like why they dropped the of just war to shorten it. Part. Maybe, or could they try to be like differentiating themselves from God of War? They because, might. I mean, when you look at it, they kind of look a little similar besides the first word, but the first word is going to start with G. Yeah, that might be it. But I mean, everyone already says gears anyway. You know. True. You know, I don't really mind the change uh, because, yeah, as you said, everybody just says Gears. You hear Gears 4, you know what that is. You hear Gears 5, well, obviously it's going to be Gears of War 5. And you play as Kate, by the way, that's her name. Yeah, yeah. Her story definitely looks interesting. But lastly on our list is... One that I think we are all hyped for, which is Cyberpunk 2077. Yes, it'll be interesting to see CD Projekt Red working with a new setting. And what a seedy, dirty, well, cyberpunky looking setting it is. I mean, you've got... It's set in Night City, which apparently is an impoverished... Well, a city with high crime rates and high poverty, yet you can still make it. There are a lot of rich fat cats shown off in the trailer, and it's likely a world filled with crime and drugs and deceit and murder and violence and dirty, dark, cyberpunky stuff. So perfect fodder for CD Projekt Red, since they gave us, you know, one of the grimiest, dirtiest medieval fantasy worlds with The Witcher. No real solid gameplay shown but it looks very much action rpge i'm i'm not like super ultra hyped about it but i am interested in it you know you said that it looks super or it's expected to be grimy and all that and obviously the trailer had some little uh things happening that seemed to indicate that yeah but at the same time i got some really bright vibes from it like it's kind of goofy um i saw someone mention like sunset overdrivey and i kind of have to agree with that it totally doesn't look like cd project red but at the same time i mean the, i guess i'm comparing it to yeah. the witcher and they're two completely different settings. yeah i mean i, I kind of got like um some of the npcs i kind of got like a dwarf from witcher vibe you know and and the main character, you know, several parts of it, it's like, oh, okay, this is CD Projekt Red doing their thing. But yeah, completely yeah. different world, new territory for them. Yeah, we didn't see anything, any actual gameplay, but we got a look of the world at the very least. Like, this is the most we've seen since 2012, can you believe that? that uh, so was it 2012? Like, wow. It was. I'd, Isn't that crazy? Goodness. Or, That's been a while. 
At least I know it was announced in 2012. Yeah, now that um, I'm thinking back, it was like I think it was 2012 when we got the first teaser trailer. And that's before. Yeah, that was yeah that was before The released. Witcher Three might have even been announced. <laughs> so, I mean, that's it's pretty yeah. crazy that we finally get to see something on it, and I can't wait to see more. Although there's no release date, oh, so who knows? Uh, yeah, who's to say if it's gonna come out next year? Who knows? Maybe 2077? So, Who knows? I got some news on this game. And we might link it, um, link to this uh, in the description of this podcast. But supposedly there's a hidden message at the end of the trailer. Mm-hmm. I'm picking this up from r slash games on Reddit. And there's a full, like... couple paragraphs at the end of the trailer and it says that it's a true single player story driven RPG you'll be able to create your own character Nice. Um, they'll tell us when the release date is when they get closer to finishing it Um, they said it's big but they don't really have a clue how big it is Mm. it's DLC free expansions free and DRM free um they say expect, expect nothing less than what you got with The Witcher 3. As for DRM... But it had DLC. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. This is, as for DRM, Cyberpunk 2077 will be 100% DRM free on PC. Microtransactions in a single player role playing game. Are you nuts? No. Um, and then they go <laughs> on to say like visit the website and share your opinions with them if you have any. That's crazy. Yeah, and also, um, I did read on Reddit that there's some, like, when it, when the game, or not the game, but when the press conference got hacked, quote-unquote, um, there were some free codes that are supposedly Witcher 3 codes. Uh, that's a rumor at this point, but mm. apparently there's redeemable Xbox codes, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, with the way that Cyberpunk 2077 seems to be turning out, I would expect nothing less than something like that. And, like, the secret message is, like, so cool. Like, I feel like it definitely fits the theme. Um, I'm happy that somebody actually picked up on that, so I think that's really neat. But I'm definitely excited for this game. I'm definitely purchasing it, like, pre-ordering it right off the bat. Yep. So... I'm definitely excited. I didn't play The Witcher because for me it came down between The Witcher and Dragon Age and which one I wanted to spend my money on and Dragon Age was cheaper at the time so I think I need to go back and definitely pick up The Witcher 3 but I'm definitely excited for Cyberpunk 2077. And that's where you got the uh, 77 from when you said Fallout 77. Probably. <laughs> I'm just really bad at saying numbers. Like, Cyberpunk 2076. Yeah, let's just flip them. What's a year difference going to make yeah. on the game? So, any final thoughts on Microsoft's E3 press conference for 2018? Well, one thing that uh, we didn't mention just because we saw only a little bit on it was the new Cuphead DLC, which is something I'm personally really excited about because I love the first one and I can't wait to get angry at the Miss game. Miss Chalice. Yeah. 
it, I mean, hey, I'll take another yep. character. And I thought it was good. I thought the press conference was good overall. I liked, it reminded me of their press conference a few years ago when they said, we're just, you want games, we're just going to give you games. And it was just trailer after trailer. And this one, there was not a lot of long exposition. There were some of that, but mostly it was just trailer after trailer, one after the next. And there was a lot of cool stuff. Uh, th- we got Halo, yeah. we got Gears, we got Cyberpunk, we got a surprise from um, Bethesda, uh, a surprise with Kingdom Hearts 3. I thought that would just be at Square Enix's conference. So that was a good conference. Um, well, our our Game Lester staff member Robert was saying it's either going to be a, a car wreck or a stunt move. And I think this was more of a stunt move. I think... They pulled it off and did a really good job. I yeah, guess. I think... Oh, oh, Go ahead. Well, I just think that this was kind of like their last chance to do a really good conference before people lost faith in the brand. Like, that's coming from me as a Xbox One player. Um, but my faith has been renewed, and I think that the Xbox future is actually looking pretty bright with what we've seen so far. Yep. Definitely think it's been better than past years. Does it win me over? (laughs) I don't think so. But I think that Microsoft is definitely starting to climb their their way out of their hole that they dug a couple years back um, when they first released the Xbox One. So I think I think they're definitely getting better. I'm curious to see what happens with the companies that they acquired and with all the new games in their lineup and um, everything like that. Like, I feel like everyone's been extremely hard on Microsoft ever since their whole, like, little mess up. But I think they definitely redeemed themselves quite a bit. Um, I still think they have a, a way to go, though, so... I'm interested to see how they approach the games, you know, next year and the year after that and the year after that. So, curious to see where everything heads. Me too. But with that, I think we are going to wrap up this podcast. We are about a, I think, like an hour and a half away from Bethesda's. So. We are going to wrap up. Uh, so this is Haley signing off for the Game Luster podcast for Microsoft's E3 press conference.